Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to the Lesbian Podcast. I'm Mickey. Jay Church. And this is Charlie. Well, last year was a tough one, especially for us gay folks, but I'm glad it's over. How was your New Year? It's pretty good. I was expectedly drunk, so from what I remember, it was good. Yeah. I went to the Lex. It wasn't as crowded as I thought it would be. But you got there late, right? Yeah, I'm thinking... I got there around 12.30. I'm thinking everyone was there for the countdown, and then they started leaving to go to their parties and such. I like that it wasn't retardedly crowded. It was actually pretty crowded before you guys got there. Um, I actually was there before you, because I was there purposely, purposefully for the turn of the midnight, you know, so that... I would get a kiss, um, and it was horrible. I actually had a the horrible... kiss was horrible. No, 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 no. Kiss oh. wasn't horrible. No, <laughs> to the person out there that Mickey kissed. <laughs> I'm really bad. I'm sorry. No, not you. Um, but no, I was at I. You know, uh, Tabitha and Carol were hanging out um, at an Irish bar, and they called me and said, "Come out." And I wasn't really feeling like going out. Like this year was kind of weird. I didn't really feel like it. I really had to rally and then find something to wear and get ready and go out. And then I went to the Irish bar and I looked around. And I'm like, I cannot be here. <laughs> for yeah. the turn of the clock because it would be like couples and straight Irish guys and yeah. boys that are yeah. looking to kiss you yeah, <laughs> right yeah they could tell by my hairstyle that I love that <laughs> um, and so I was like no so I I told them I said I'll be right back you know Lex is across the street and so I ran over there and I went in and it was just packed and I walked through to the back you know like through people and like it's all muggy and I saw this really really large woman with a giant beer and I was like avoid her because she looks really drunk uh-huh. And I, so I told myself avoid her, and then I saw Melissa, yep. and uh, I hung out with her, and then it turned midnight all of a sudden, and you know that was okay, it was fine, and then you know I kind of got like I was I didn't know what to do with myself, so I went back over to where Melissa was, and I was talking to her, and then that large woman with the beer came over, and just then there was like a a push of uh, people one way and then the other way, and I was right near the door, and I got pinned. And this woman just poured her whole beer over my head by accident. Oh, my God. Like, her whole beer. And I was like, oh, my... And she knocked Melissa on the ground. Melissa has a big bruise, apparently, from it. And and I I was like, did this really just happen? This can't (laughs) be that this is my start of my new year. This cannot be. And I'm like, I'm standing there and thinking, I can handle this. But I'm, like, dripping wet. And just then... And not in a good way. Not in a really (laughs) bad way. Uh, And... And there's a, just then, somebody's on the stage, and they decide instead of giving the you know champagne out, they'll just spray it. And so I got sprayed with champagne. Oh, oh my god! And I was like, Well, at that point, it doesn't I matter. Be here. I shouldn't wet. be here. So then I left, and and everyone's staring at me because I'm, I'm covered in alcohol. So it looks like it rained, it poured, and I was standing underneath where it was pouring. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I went back to the Irish bar, and the girls were like, What? What <laughs> happened? Is it raining now? I said, No, I got. It's raining oh. beer. I didn't even want to explain it. It was so depressing. <laughs> like it's a long. And then story. I look over, and it's not even the turn of the clock yet. They did it wrong. They were 15 minutes ahead because it was on bar time. Yeah. And and, and because the Irish bar was watching the, um, oh, the TV. Oh, they said it fast forward. Yeah. So they said, "Well, you still have a chance. It wasn't actually 2009." <laughs> yeah. It's 2008, just trying to, you know, just kicking your ass before it said goodbye. (laughs) And it's 2009, so I did get kissed, and and then it started to, like, you know, everything started to shrink or something. You know, like, your your hair gets all sticky, so I had to go home and take a shower. But then I couldn't stay in because then I would probably just slit my wrist because it was horrible. (laughs) So I had to go back out, and I ended up staying out till like, 6 a.m., Oh yeah, I got so you're up until the next awesome. night. I thought. Yeah, I was. I got three hours of sleep and then I went back out, 
and then stayed out for the rest of the day. Can you imagine if it really had been raining beer? How many people would have left their spot at the bar in front of the TV and ran outside just to open their mouth? Yeah, I, I can't imagine that. But <laughs> on New Year's Eve, especially, off my hair. they could have like, had a sip off my jacket or my arm or something. <laughs> what if did the desperate. lady do? Was this Not lady wearing all black and no. she had kind of chin length black hair? She had blonde hair and she oh. was wearing white shirt. Because I saw another lady there that kind of feels really me. horrible right now. If she she got kicked out, I don't even think she noticed, oh. and I don't think she listens to us. Oh, <laughs> well, if we oh. don't know her, she probably does. <laughs> That's true. None of our friends actually do. <laughs> Good job, people. <laughs> keep it together. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but she got kicked out, and a bunch of people got kicked out because they knocked us over and stuff. But but the damage was done. I mean, there's nothing. Hmm. That was pretty awful. I've never had that happen before. Yeah. So Good that thing was you live somewhere. Close. Yeah, I just yeah. hopped in a cab and went home real quick and showered. Yeah. But it was like, wow, is this really how it's going to start? It's pretty cold, year? too, to be wet like that. Yeah, it was really chilly. But I, you don't really care about the cold when you're, you know, sopping wet and you're like, wow, New Year's. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, not, not like a bar floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I smell like the Lex without the puke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was actually really crappy. It's yeah. never as cold as it is in our studio, though. No. It's I mean, Charlie's channeling her inner Eskimo right now. <laughs> She's wrapped up with gloves. All you listeners, I have a bit of a cold, so I'm bundled up right now. I have long johns on and everything. You have long johns? Yep. With those tight jeans? We both yep. do. Underneath. Really? It took me about them. 20 minutes to get into them, but it's really? fine. Did I ever tell you about the time I left my long johns at a Chinese restaurant? No. <laughs> I actually Like really you did. took them off? It was really hot in there. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a special Chinese. It's called the number one Chinese in New York. you never heard of it? Aren't no. they all number one or like no, best? Because I'm Chinese, I would know every <laughs> <don't> single know. <laughs> Chinese restaurant, really? No, I'm oh, just saying, okay. maybe you had. It's got underground <laughs> DJs and like stuff. And it just mm. got really hot because I was dancing and I left my long underwear. And I called my friend in the morning because I went home with this girl and I was like... I think I left my long underwear at that restaurant. Well, I'm glad you didn't go home with her and have the long johns on, because that's really sexy. Hey, you know what? <laughs> they can slip right off. Did you hear what Charlie left at the shoe store? Shut <laughs> up. You're not what you allowed mean? to tell that story, especially not on air. No, no, I no. want to hear, I want to hear, I want to hear. This, is, sure. this is the best Corey story. Corey is nodding his head like you told him. What, what happened? What happened? You're not allowed to share. <laughs> oh my god, we have to. This is hilarious. I shared. Okay, I okay, shared. okay. So, <laughs> Charlie made a purchase at Good Vibrations on Friday night, was it? I think it was Friday night. No, it was New Year's Eve. Thank you very much. Thursday night then? Uh, either Wednesday way, the night doesn't night. matter. The night doesn't matter. The point is, she had to get these shoes. It was like an impulse to get these shoes. And so we walked two blocks from Good Vibrations to get these shoes. And while she was, you know, badgering the counter people or whatever, she almost forgot her boots. So I was smart enough to grab the boots. And then she placed her Good Vibrations bag on the counter and took off in complete excitement over her new her new shoes. And so later when we were trying to figure out where all the packages were and gathering them together, we realized that she had left the, the Good Vibrations bag at the store and that they were not closed because it was New Year's. So she had the... Uh... And they were closed <laughs> on New Year's Day. <laughs> so she had the pleasant experience of having to call the store a few days later and say, um, I left my vibrator on your shelf. I did not say that, <laughs> by the way. She likes to tell the story a little skewed. Well, what did you say? I said I left. I was there on New Year's Eve and I left a good vibrations bag. And before I could even get out that sentence, the guy was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's here. It's here. Like, he didn't even want me to tell him what was in the bag. Like, he already knew. It was just 
completely that embarrassing. Really, that was one of those things where like I would have just cut the losses and been like, you know what, they can have it. I can't I can't even go back in there to get it. <laughs> I wouldn't go back in. It's a vibrator. It's just go. It's probably just down the street from good vibes. Yeah. It's it happened yeah. to other people, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm people sure people have left dildos on the counter. I mean, yeah. that's even worse. Really? <laughs> yeah. Dildos. All right. Well, we have a great show for you today. We'll talk about the arrest made in the case of the lesbian who was sexually assaulted in San Francisco Bay Area in December. And we'll find out how people in the Netherlands celebrated Christmas. And in Rainbow Rumors, we're going to talk about Wanda Sykes coming out and a supposed uh, coming out story from a former Danity Kane member. And also an exclusive about the new premiere of L Word. And in our interview section, we're going to hang out with Jamie Lauren from uh, Top Chef. Um, she's on Team Rainbow, and we're going to visit her at her, her restaurant in San Francisco, Absinthe. Awesome. So stay tuned. Four men have been arrested in connection with the gang rape of a 28-year-old lesbian in Richmond, California, last month. Police allege that on December 13th, the 45-minute assault began at 9.30 p.m. after the woman was struck with a blunt object as she was getting out of her car. The gang of two adults and two teens sexually assaulted her and forced her back into her car after they saw someone approaching. She was then driven seven blocks away where she was repeatedly sexually assaulted in her car. She was then left naked near a burned-out apartment complex after the men drove off with her car. Investigators are pursuing the case as a hate crime because of the comments the suspects made about the victim's sexual orientation. The woman is openly lesbian, lives with her partner, and has a rainbow sticker on her car. In the wake of the incident, the community held vigils, distributed leaflets, and made announcements at local churches. The crime had an immediate effect on our community, says Richmond Police Officer Lieutenant Mark Gagan. Locally, people were very afraid to know these people were out there. Community Violence Solutions, a nonprofit rape crisis center, has opened a fund in the name of Richmond Jane Doe to help the woman pay for relocation expenses. If you would like to make a direct cash donation to Jane Doe and her family, you can send a check made payable to Community Violence Solutions. Attention, Joanne Douglas. The address is 2101 Van S Street, San Pablo, California, 94806. Write in the uh, memo line to Richmond Jane Doe. They also are looking for other items as well, such as um, a new car um, and a new place to live because they, they stole her wallet and her car and because of the things that happened, um, she doesn't want to go back, obviously, to her house and um, needs help with reloca- relocation expenses. It's really, really sad. I was yeah. doing research for the story, and I just it was really hard to um to do, but I thought it was something that um, people needed to know about that you know there's been a rise in hate, hate crime since the prop eight thing and right. yeah, it's just really sad I think there's supposed to be um a fundraiser or something for that john Doe or Jane Doe yeah um like what is it Jane Doe charity or the Richmond Jane Doe yeah um it's, it's supposed fund. to be the lookout, isn't it yeah there was there was something at the lookout I oh, think. it's already over, yeah. I'm sure they'll do some more things. It's just it's just horrible. And you yeah. know, I was doing research. I didn't know that Richmond, which is about 30 minutes away from San Francisco, it's on the East Bay. Is in the East Bay. You just go over on um on 80 East, I think, and it's one of the most dangerous areas in all of Northern California. I mean, it has the highest um murder rate. And in other news, Rick Warren, the anti-gay pastor of Saddleback Church, sounds a lot like Bearback or Brokeback. Yeah. <laughs> was recently invited to do the invocation at Obama's inauguration and is being hailed as an okay guy by Melissa Etheridge. That's right. She and her wife Tammy met Pastor Warren at the Muslim Public Affairs Council where Etheridge was a guest performer on December 22nd. After a brief meeting, she was quoted as saying, 
gay leaders should reach out to Rick Warren. He's warm, caring, and loves the gays. Now, this is the same man that equated molestation to gay marriage and runs a religious-based gay conversion program intended to change sexual orientation. It's sort of like a gay hate boot camp, basically, mm. for kids. Oh, fun. Yeah, Warren has since, though, it's been weird. Warren has since um, scrubbed any mention of anti-gay sentiment from his website, and he's been spotted shopping at gay stores in L.A. Since when? Since the Obama thing? Or, like, previous to that? Since the Obama thing, and then since meeting Melissa Etheridge, apparently he's a big fan. I know he's done a lot of work for AIDS research. Yeah. It's weird, though, because he was so anti-gay marriage, and he actually equated an older man marrying a young uh, a child with child gay marriage. Oh, so that yeah, yeah, that's a child molestation, and it's just I don't know. I, mean, I wonder weird. why Melissa Etheridge is backing him up, though. Well, because she met him, and he had her. You know, he wanted her to sign some things, and she thought he was a nice guy. You know, I don't think besides realize, everything that he stood for. Yeah, I, okay. yeah, I don't think people realize like religious people, especially someone like him. He's in charge of a mega church, and, and I'm sure he's Southern charismatic. California. Yeah, and, extremely charismatic, right. and he's good at con- converting people. I mean, that's what he that's does. His job. Yeah, so, you know, oh, charm. Watch and out, Melissa Etheridge. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's, I, I just can't believe she would come out and support them. On a brighter note, city council members in Amsterdam, a place better known for its drugs than gay life, gave organizers $21,000 to put on the aptly titled Pink Christmas. The event had stalls selling leather goods and gay-themed Christmas items, as well as a gay nativity scene with a male entertainer known as Wendy Mills. He posed as Mary in a blonde wig and high-heeled black boots holding a plastic doll. Another man played Joseph in black leather trunks and a silver shawl. Organizers said the event was meant to raise Amsterdam's profile as a gay capital at a time when homosexuals feel threatened. I've always considered Amsterdam like the gay capital of Europe. Really? Yeah, I mean, I've been there twice, and it's always seemed to be one of the most welcoming European cities I've ever been in. I had a really good time in Paris. I found that was really welcoming, and they have that whole gay section in the Marais. Yeah. But I haven't spent a lot of time in Amsterdam. I got I was too high <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. You I don't actually, even know what's going on. Lots of space cake. <laughs> this girl I was dating, a postcard that had a woman riding a joint on it. Wow. Like, well, they have a gay monument, a homo monument, for one. Really? And then for two, they have like a little... Um, like booth that's just open all the time where you can go to and it's like it's kind of like here how you have like an information booth for tourists only it's all the gay spots for gay people that come there that's awesome. so i think they're very accommodating to well at least amsterdam is the netherlands is not it's really conservative yeah i've amsterdam. never been outside amsterdam yeah but amsterdam is pretty open-minded in some ways but there were pro- people protesting this because it made you know joseph and mary look as look like you know transsexuals and they were Protesting Go figure. Yeah. I can't imagine protesters there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what would they be doing? <laughs> that's a good question. But, and that's all the news for Homo Headlines. Rainbow Rumors! So on Rainbow Rumors, I actually came across a new site. It's called cherrygirl.com. Um, for those of you that want to check it out, it's cherry, C-H-E-R-R-Y, G-R-R-L.com. And it's just another site on um, upcoming news events, uh, gay culture, music, travel, everything, basically. I found it a little more entertaining than AfterEllen.com. That sounds cool. Yeah. So um, they talk about Wanda Sykes. Um, She came out um, in the middle of November. Wanda Sykes, if you guys don't know, is a comedian that um, she's been on a couple of TV shows. Um, she just came out um, 
saying that she's a lesbian and that she got married to her partner on October 25th in California. And it was really moving to me because, I mean, she's a celebrity, but she doesn't need to come out. But she was doing it um, to talk about Prop 8. Exactly. So she was doing it. She was was coming out to a rally of a thousand people um, that were basically there to support you know, no on Prop 8. So it was, I thought it was a good thing. I think milk might have an effect on encouraging more people to come out to celebrities and otherwise. Definitely. Yeah, that was a big theme in that movie. Come out, you know. Especially around Prop 8 because of it. It came out during a good time, so. A little bit earlier would have been good. Just a little bit earlier, you know. Um, And then also, I don't know if you guys follow Danity Kane. Oh, All yeah. the time. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> For those of you top 40 lovers and people that love P. Diddy, this is a <laughs> girl group that he formed and they also had a reality show on MTV. But she was one of the members and um, her name is Aubrey O'Day. And the rumor is that she has a girlfriend. So mm-hmm. a supposed close friend of hers. Close people, like Gail, (laughs) (laughs) that she's out and she's proud, but but she's not really because it's a rumor. It's a rumor. We don't really know. Um, basically yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If it's a rumor, then yeah. Um, and also, did you guys hear that Indigo Girls came out with another album? No, I didn't hear that. It's it's called Poseidon, and it was released independently and this is 20 years after they originally formed their group in 1987 so hmm. wow they formed their group when i was five <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> not to date them or wow, anything i wonder if they're closer to fine now it's um, <laughs> great but they're also headlining dinah shore and they're giving out free pa- fanny packs at all their concerts right Oh, are they fantastic. really? <laughs> I'm joking. That's not true. Don't go. I wouldn't be things. surprised <laughs> if you don't get one at the concert. You can always go on our gift guide. It says Poseidon. It'll be right on your ass. Poseidon. That's a good thing. It's just what I want on my ass. Poseidon. Okay, what I'm really, really excited about, and we've been talking about this every episode, is the L word. Hey, hey, hey. So, there's a rumor that Jenny, who I think. The show is basically based upon that she dies in the first episode. Are we sad? No, No, I'm not sad. I I actually don't like her character. (laughs) No crickets. Yeah. But um, there's a rumor that she dies. And also Lucy Lawless, who I don't know if you guys watch Xena. I don't watch it. Warrior princess. Are you sure? I know people who watch it. (laughs) Butch women who live in the woods. They watch. They love Xena. They do. So they Lucy Lawless. I always watched it. Turn it on. Really? Yeah, all the time. I've never. Well, she watched had this it. like. It was like a, a sub theme going on with the younger blonde girl who was her bitch. Oh. But you've never seen this because I was totally kidding. I have no idea no, what you're I've talking seen, about. I've seen clips and things. You know, oh. come on. If you're if you're somewhere and there's nothing to do and you see, and there's it, a woman in leather. It. With a sword? She's a big woman. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I was surprised to see her pop on because she was also on Battlestar Galactica, which, is she, if you've been listening, you know I love. She was on, um, she's on Battlestar Galactica, and so now she's she's come on to the old. So she's like so weird. the homicide detective. She was like Amazon big, wasn't she? Yeah. Because I saw like, a bumper oh. sticker a couple of days ago. <laughs> this is totally like 
a divergence. But I saw this bumper sticker that said, we'll break for Amazons. And that was honestly the first thing that popped in my head Zena? was Xena. <laughs> That's not what popped but in I my head. But I thought you didn't watch it. Well, I've seen pictures yeah, of it. Yeah, we never must watch it. We would never. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I gotta go. We're not into that. Still with the next. <laughs> and, of course, our favorite couple, Samantha Ronson and Lindsay Lohan. So, so would that be Silo? Whatever you want to call You gotta combine their names together. No, you don't. Silo. Yeah, all they do that for Ronson. all the big couples. It's just something that holds green. That's not sexy. <laughs> Silo. You know every major, is? every major company okay. or we had company couple has that though. I know. All right. So what's happening with that? So they're officially really lesbian because they've been sighted all over um, the Miami International Airport, a party at New Year's Eve. Um, they've been sighted all over having major blowout arguments. Oh, that's so great! See, that's now so I lesbian. Them as a I Samantha totally actually went to the hospital because after one of them. Right. What? So they were throwing things and breaking they vases. Had a, they had a fight Lindsay. at Sam's house till four in the morning. I can see Lindsay being a little cray cray. Yeah, she's. You think? So. Yeah. She was in rehab a couple of times, so that doesn't matter. I think she just has issues. Like she could make issues. Courtney Love look sane, I bet. <laughs> Imagine if they started dating. That'd be horrible. <laughs> You'd have to have some pretty quick reflexes. <laughs> <laughs> so a neighbor reportedly uh, said that there was glass breaking and someone wow. saying, "You never say you love me." That's so lesbian. Which, That's I totally wonder which lesbian. one. I'm saying know. that. I'm I'm guessing Sam said that. Right. Because you know, because Lindsay would never say I love you. Right. Yeah, she didn't when I dated her. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you guys broke up. I know, that's why. I was like, baby, Lindsay. This is before she got famous? <laughs> yeah, when would that be? Before Parent Trap? When she was six. Yeah. I like love Parent, parent Trap. trap. We were She's like, so cute. Lindsay, I love you. I don't love you. Yeah, that's a problem. She had to play twins. Weird. That's when her personality split, actually. <laughs> Anyway. One's gay and one's a celebrity. Right. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. All right. So coming up, we have our interview with Jamie Lauren from Top Chef. So we'll go ahead and get into that. This is Jay Church for the Lesbian Podcast, and I'm here with Jamie Lauren from Top Chef on Bravo, and we're at a restaurant, Absinthe, in Hayes Valley, San Francisco. We just wanted to find out a little bit about Jamie and see how Top Chef's been treating her. When did you know that you wanted to be a chef? Um, well, I started cooking about 13 years ago, uh, when I was about 17 or 18, and I didn't really realize that I wanted to be a chef probably until, I'd say, halfway through that point. Um, I went to culinary school, and that's when I think I really started to, like, get the drive to do this forever. Um, and then I started cooking, and then I didn't realize that this is what I... <laughs> I, don't, I think I didn't realize that I got myself into some sort of craziness, because it's really intense, like, being a chef. Um, but... I love it. Like, I couldn't imagine not doing it at this point. Um, but I don't know, it sort of fell in my lap. I was in school for journalism and got a job as a cook and ended up here. Awesome. Did you have any uh, goals in mind when you went to the casting call for Top Chef about what maybe you wanted the show to be a vehicle for for you? Um, you know, the whole Top Chef thing is funny. I actually didn't go to the casting call. Oh, really? <laughs> they um, approached me for it. And... I had been asked to be, I had gone to a casting call for previous seasons and I was kind of over it pretty much. I was like, you know what? I don't want to be on that show anymore. I'm kind of done with the whole casting of that show. Um, I think I was casted for the second season and then also the first season they came and talked to me about it and just being strung along by them. I was just sort of Mm -hmm. not interested. So when they contacted me again, I was very, very not interested. Um, and I just ended up 
going and meeting with the casting director and she and I hit it off and she was a lesbian which was kind of funny and I think we hit it off because of that whole like lesbian thing or just having this like vibe and it was just pretty immediate and she was just like you're awesome I don't know why you weren't on the show before and I don't know at that point it just sort of all fell into place so I didn't really have a lot of goals going into it Mm -hmm. I think leading up to when I left to go shoot the show I definitely rethunk it a little bit but like I didn't go to the casting for any particular reason, I guess. Um, a lot of times with reality shows, it seems like they try to pigeonhole characters, and I'm thinking of the real world specifically. Well, they do it on Top Chef, too. Really? So sure. I, yeah. I was wondering how you felt you were portrayed, if you felt you were portrayed fairly, or if you felt like they tried to pigeonhole you at all. You know, it's, it is a reality television show. We mm-hmm. shoot hours and hours and hours of footage, um, and it's all edited down to a one-hour episode. So, I mean, you see me on the show for maybe 10 minutes total you mm-hmm. know, per episode. So they want sound bites. They want drama. I get that. Um, <laughs> it's something that I have to come to terms with. I think a little bit they've kind of portrayed me a little bit as a crybaby for not winning anything yet, which is really annoying. Um, but I definitely think my personality comes through, and I think that it shows that I know how to cook on, on the show, which for me was the most important thing. Right, that was actually going to lead into my next question because I've been watching the show and you always seem to come in in like the top three for the contest, which at least shows consistency. Yes, which is good. Yes, but I was wondering, like, how frustrated does that make you? And do you feel like there is a contest where you should have been the winner? <laughs> well, I think the frustration is pretty apparent. I mean, I think if you have been watching the show, right. I mean, you can see it on my face. It's I'm pretty frustrated, and I was very vocal about it. Um, <laughs> I, I watched all the episodes so far as well, and um, you know. It is what it is, and I, can, I can't read into it too much. Like, I did the best that I could. Um, mm-hmm. But, yes, there were times that it was frustrating, and I can bring up the bridal shower thing that everybody um, agrees with me on that I was robbed, supposedly. But, conceptually, the dish was mine, right. and there are a lot of things that you don't see because it's edited out. So that was really frustrating for me. Really yeah, we were watching that. Win that one. We were like, oh, my God, this is going to be the one. She's totally going to get it. And when it didn't happen, I was like, yeah, what is going on? But, you know, for me, though, too, it does show consistency. And it is nice. I mean, I have, for the most part, in the the episodes that have aired, I mean, I have been in the top three in almost all of them, with the exception of a couple of missteps here and there. But um, I think it does show that, you know, they must like me, which is good. Yeah, I think so too. It's better than not being in the top, I guess. What uh, what's going on with Stefan? It's it's Stefan, right? Yes, I know. I know he's had a little crush on you through this season, and at one point, you, uh, I think you asked, "Do do you understand the meaning of the word lesbian?" So, do you think he's he's ever gotten that yet? (laughs) Um, you know, I I don't know how much of it was for show and how much of it is true. Actually, Stefan and I are very good friends. Believe it or not, you probably wouldn't believe it from watching (laughs) the show. Um, but he and I actually text all the time. We were actually just having a huge text um, conversation about two hours ago before I came into work. Uh, and yes, he the crush is real. He does still have a crush on me. Um, he still wants me to come down to L.A. and have his babies and get married. And I don't know. I don't know if he's ever going to snap out of that or not. But Interesting. <laughs> I guess it's flattering. <laughs> no idea. Well, what's your, um, what's your favorite type of food? To eat? To eat. To make? Well, both, um, actually. My favorite type of food to eat is definitely Indian food. Indian yeah, food? I've said that in so many interviews, yeah. <laughs> you don't know by now. Indian food and Madonna are my favorite things. I saw the Madonna uh, one. Yeah, the Madonna thing's kind of You'd everywhere. make her a cheeseburger. <laughs> yes, I would. Actually, but then I was just asked another question, what I would do at my last meal. Um, if I had one meal and the planet was going to explode or something, <laughs> who I would eat with and where it would be. And I said that I would have dinner with Madonna on the beach in southern India. So here's nice. hoping the planet explodes, I guess. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I really want to meet Madonna, though. Just, 
you're, if you're out there. <laughs> if you're watching the lesbian <laughs> podcast. Madonna, if you're watching. <laughs> uh, you would think after all these interviews that maybe she'll contact me, which I doubt. Um, yeah, I love Indian food. Um, I'm really into ethnic food, so that's what I tend to gravitate towards Like when I go out to eat. Um, and I like to not spend a lot of money on food, too, and ethnic food tends to be a little bit less expensive because mm-hmm. uh, I'm always broke because I can barely afford to live in this city. Um, <laughs> Ain't that the truth. <laughs> and my favorite thing to make, I don't know, that's hard. I really like the food that I do here at Absinthe. You know, I'm just inspired by what's in season. and um, Which is French local. Mediterranean? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess that's what we call it. It's like French Mediterranean. It's a little New American. It's kind of a little bit of everything. Okay. Because I do use some Indian and Asian spices and stuff on the menu. But, I mean, it really is just very seasonal food. Okay. What about if you're dating a girl? Do you prefer to cook for them? Or do you like to go out to eat? Nice question. I hate cooking. Really? I'm not at work. Yeah. Um, so... It's kind of funny, and everybody that I date is like, cook for me, cook for me, and I'm like, no, <laughs> let's go out to dinner. I think because I spend so much time cooking. I mean, I'm here, you know, 60 hours a week, right. and it's like, the last thing that I want to do when I'm working, or not working, is cook. Are people scared yes. to cook for you? Yes. Are always. you, always do you critique their food? I try not to. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be rude, you know, right. and for the most part, most people that have cooked for me have done a pretty decent job. Um, I've. I've had some bad meals, but I'm not gonna <laughs> name names. Um, but there have been some bad things. But mo- like my last girlfriend, I mean, I was with her for a long time, and she was definitely afraid to cook for me. I wouldn't really let her though. Yeah, she grew up with like casseroles and stuff, and I was like, mm, not interested. Casseroles come in handy sometimes. Yes, comfort food sometimes. Sometimes I like macaroni and cheese, like, yeah. you know, just as much as the next girl. And I do eat a lot of crap most of the time. So, <laughs> but yes, no, she didn't really cook for me. But I didn't really cook either. So. Well, that works well then. Is there a is there a recipe that you could think of for someone like me who could burn water that maybe you could you could whip up quickly to impress a new date? Oh God, no. something simple. <laughs> no, I somebody else asked me this, and I, I yeah no. I think the best thing to do if you can't go out to eat and you burn water is go out to eat. Really, just come to eat, come eat at Absin. Right. No, I'm just kidding. Well, um, anyone wants to join me at Absin? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely go out to eat. All right. Well, thank you, Jamie. Thank you. And it was a pleasure interviewing you. It was a pleasure to meet you. And that's it. Jay Church, the Lesbian Podcast. Okay, well, that was a great interview. Thank you, Jamie. And if anyone would like to taste her delicious food, <laughs> you said we're going to Absinthe, which is in Hayes Valley in San Francisco. And stay tuned for our next episode. We're going to have uh, lesbian author Michelle T. on the show. So that should be interesting. That yeah, should be fun. Can't wait for that. And if you would like to donate to us, we are totally listener supported so anything helps um, go to our website thelesbianpodcast.com and click on the uh, donate here and here's a friendly reminder to shave your cooch january 20th is the last day for bush pass it on was it good for you